So here's my idea. All right. <clears throat> so what I want to do is I want to start the recording, right? It's already started. Without us, without us having arranged who goes when. Okay. And then all three of us are going to play paper, rock, scissors. How's this going to work, first. dude? Because you're just going to say, I'm just, if you're like, all right, throw, and you tell me that you threw paper, I'm just going to say that. I we should do it on three. Say on, on three, yeah. say what you, what, what you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and then somehow I've seen this happen uh, like five or six times. And somehow every time it works, there's one, there's either one clear person is eliminated or one person is clearly the winner. Both people. And if there's a winner, then we then then if if two people win, like if only one person is eliminated, so the loser has to ask questions first. Like, how are you win, dude? The the, the winner gets to ask, ask the questions first. Oh, I don't want to be the winner. The winner gets. I don't to want to be first. the winner then either. Do you? <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know that's being the loser then. <laughs> and you and in rock paper oh. scissors, just as much as you want to win, you can't lose even if you're trying, dude. It's amazing. So whoever loses goes first because nobody wants to go first except ricky except i, I wouldn't no, care no, no. About going first. so the okay. loser gets asked questions the winner asks the questions is this correct yeah right oh dude okay. yeah that's even better cool. so then then this is how we should do it right and please please chance include all of this previous conversation of us working <laughs> this out in the podcast that would be hilarious um so how we should do it then is before every round of questions we play paper, rock, scissors to see who loses and gets asked questions. Okay. Hey, dude. Unless it's like we run out of questions for Chris, and then it's just me I, and you going chance. Dude, also, I had a thought, dude. <laughs> right. So I'm going to try psychedelics for the first time, dude. Ooh, can we, do, can we do a podcast while you do psychedelics? That would dude, be funny. Like, yeah, so like, I was either thinking like do a podcast on psychedelics and I can talk about my experience, or I guess we could try it. Dude, like, I'm kind of freaked out, though, dude. Like, What if I have like a crazy-ass experience? You might. You okay. might, yeah. yeah. If you did, that would be a lot good of, or bad. I have a lot I, of dark shit in my past, dude. Like, see, and so that's what I'm like wondering about. Like, is it gonna be? A, so my 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 I call him my brother-in-law, dude. But like my my fiance sister, her boyfriend, who's been together with her for like ten years, he does shrooms <laughs> a lot, dude. And so like, nice. he's like he's telling me, dude, like um like the setting. And the state of mind are the two biggest things. Yeah, That's what he keeps saying. See that. It's like, make sure you're in the right state of mind and you're in the proper setting. So I don't even know. Like, so I guess that's just like, you're having a good day. And it's like, oh, let's try this. Yeah. And obviously on a day, probably. That yeah. I'm not just like. I would probably get, be good. Like some, I would say somewhere where you don't feel trapped is a good setting. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Then state of so, mind. I got, hey, so I got my buddy Devin just sent me this. Um. He said he sent me. If you think it's weird for grown men to put on wigs, heels, rouge, and stockings, I have bad news for you about the founding fathers. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's clever, man. Like that. <laughs> All right, so we ready to do this? Rock yeah, paper scissors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I am ready to rock steady. Okay. So we'll go well, on three. So it'll three. be one, two, three, and, and then, then on three, say, everybody. On three or after one. three. On three. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's gonna cheat and win, man. So it's well, you two have cameras up. <laughs> so like I one, I, I can't see. Our either. cameras are pointing at the ceiling, and I'm yeah, not well, actually gonna just do pointing it. Pointing at your controller, Chris. Oh, dude. Oh, can you see that? I'm so, <laughs> so, so one, two, rock. That's how it's gonna go. 
Dude, I'm gonna throw mine on the camera so you know I'm not cheating. I'm gonna I'm gonna replay that wait, like wait, a GIF. Wait, 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 I'm gonna replay again. what you're doing right now as a GIF. I'm just gonna. <laughs> For those listening at home, Chris no, is making I'm the rock other, I can't even have a place. And he's like, moving yeah. it up and down in a certain <laughs> motion with his closed fist. And it looks like it could be something else. Yeah, that's right. A thumbs up. That's what it is. All right, you ready? But my beard game ready? is on point. Okay, on the count of three. Ready? One. One. Two. two paper. Three. Oh, shit. Uh, See, that's what I said. See? There's a clear winner. Chris has Chris has uh, scissors. Okay. You I told I you I was just going to throw it up, dude. All right. Yeah, you, yeah, Chance and I both did paper. So Chance and I are the losers. So Chance, you and I go again. Ready? All right. All right, so on the count of three. One. One two, two. Rock. Three. I did scissors. Okay, so I guess what I won. Did you do? Dude, that was so nice of you, dude, because he said his before you even said three, dude. And you <laughs> said... <laughs> and you still said scissors. So you that's, lost, Ricky. I'm Thanks. honest. I want to be honest. So yes, anyway, that's yeah. That's amazing. Like, All right. You could have... So I, totally I have to ask the first question? So I get oh, the I questions ask, posed to I me. ask the question. Yeah, okay. so you guys ask me questions, and then... Uh, just one round, so one question each, and then we'll do that again, and that'll determine who gets the next questions. Awesome. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. There's no real system. So I get to this. ask you three questions then, right? Uh, one, one each we'll just, is yeah, what I'm thinking. We'll just take turns. And then we can... All right, dude. How's that sound to you, Channy? Good. Yeah. All right, mine's mine's gonna be multi-layered, dude, because I feel like I'm a multi-layered person. Oh God so. damn it! Am I gonna take notes about your fucking questions? No, you might, dude. It's like it's kind of like uh, it's like you're in an interview. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, it's like right? a real person. Yeah, dude. I guess like your HR department could ask you this. Uh, but... Yeah, I guess I would like this job because I feel like I'd be an effective communicator. And uh... if there's one, <laughs> if there's one flaw that I have that I am currently working on, it's that I'm too hard of a worker. Sometimes I care too much. I care right. too much. Yeah. Or the last That's girl I dated, she said that she was too much of a people pleaser, and that was her biggest problem. And you were like, Maybe you can please my peoples. Yeah. All right. I don't know if that makes sense. If, what'd you All say? Right. Please right. my so people. My yeah, it doesn't mean you, anything. My, my question to you, Ricky is so i've just you know gotten to know you on this podcast and just from my uh perception of you you're a very intellectual person and you you don't carry yourself as somebody who is better than other people but you carry yourself as somebody who has uh you know somebody who's intellectual and somebody that offers grace and, and forgiveness to other people for their mistakes somebody that doesn't judge um you know is that was that something that was like kind of instilled into you in your childhood, like your upbringing, your environment, like, you know, because you had the same phase as I did and, and chance did with the, the uber conservative military type stuff. And like, you know, just like navigating your way to kind of where, where you are with your worldviews and political views and leanings and all of that type of stuff. Shit. Those are the kind of questions we're asking. I was going to ask like, <laughs> how big is your dick? What is yeah. your favorite color? Green, yeah. no, blue. Ah! Oh, man. No, um, that's something I had to cultivate in myself, right? Like uh, <laughs> Paul Yeager, who Chance knows, uh, 
first met me when I was in uh, when I was down at Buckley Air Force Base, uh, just doing some guard out there, and I was behind him in the line for for lunch for mess, you know, and <laughs> I was talking some shit. I don't know what I was talking. I was just saying something, and I distinctly remember Paul telling me this because he was like, "That ass, that guy behind me sounds like a fucking asshole," you know. Paul said this. Something. I don't even know what it was, uh, but Paul thought just from overhearing me behind him talking to somebody that I was just a dickhead. And then he and I had to work together doing uh, doing IT for the for, for the, the the focal point, the com focal point, and and he was just he said he was just dreading it um, when he found out that, that it was going to be me that he was working with. And then, uh, like like a few weeks later, he was like, you know, this isn't the same person I thought it was at all. Um, I used to be, a, I used to be a real, I mean, a real dick, dude. I just said what I wanted, and I didn't give a fuck who hurt me, who hurt me, or who I hurt, or uh, I did what I wanted, and same thing goes. I tried to be nice. I've always kind of tried to be nice, but. I was never as conscientious about how I was nice uh, or how I was accommodating or loving or gracious or whatever, you know, um, pretty much until I started seeing that in myself and, 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 and making that effort to change. Nice, man. So yeah. is that, no, that's, that's that answer your question, Chris. That's good. Yeah, that's good. But like, so do your parents, do you feel like they cultivated that in you at all? Oh, definitely. My dad's, one of my dad's favorite sayings is, uh, and I don't know, uh, he attributes to, he attributes to Plato, but I don't know if it's actually Plato or not, uh, that the unexamined life isn't worth living. I like you that. Know. Yeah, what does that like mean to you, though? I think that's a great way to just live your life. I mean, just that statement alone, just like, and, and right? just to remind yourself too, like, at no point in your life should you not be re-examining who you are and what you believe and what you stand for, dude. And you should always be questioning what's right. I mean, I don't know. I, th I just think that's a great quote to live by. Okay. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good too. Um, I don't think that all of my kids are in a place to hear it, but uh, I definitely think that it's something that I need to talk to them about, you know, and I try to, I try to talk to them about in different ways that's not going to affect their uh, affect their mental well-being, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think it's always, like, I don't, I, I think that that's probably an age-appropriate quote, but, like, I sure. always say to my kids, like, question everything. Like, ask questions. And I always try to play a devil's advocate with everything. Like, oh, I like this. Like, oh, why do you like that? Like, here's uh -huh. some interesting things. Like, just question who you are at all times, so. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, uh, I had an argument with my, with one of the guys at work last night, uh, about, about something with, uh, about that, yeah, that, that, uh, chick who's going to the, who's going to the Olympics, but they kicked her out because she was smoking pot right. and it turned into this whole thing. Somebody's about, actually should arguing you be that able with you? To, what's up? Somebody's actually arguing in favor of her getting kicked out. Um, well, yeah, but that's a whole different conversation. All right. Uh, oh, so it turned into, it turned into, uh, should people be allowed to like turn their backs on the, uh, on the American flag while they're representing the United States in a 
foreign country. Oh and uh, and my, my whole thing was like, yeah, they should because, A, that's their freedom as an American is to be able to say those kind of things and to be able to do those kind of things. It's free speech. Uh, and B, you know, when you have North Korea or China who doesn't let the people do that, right. it lets other people see that there are governments that allow people to be free enough to question them, yeah. you know, and, and that that's, oh, shit, I totally forgot where I was going here. with that. But yeah, man, uh, that whole questioning thing. Which is, is questioning, yeah. Yeah, is, is, is exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I well, think? Well, I mean, that's, that's a perfect analogy, though, is just just questioning why, like, you know, most people believe that. Like, you get brought up in school, like, being taught this, you know, yeah. patriotism and history and, and all of the, about the United States, rah, rah, everything like that. And and for most people, it's like, you turn your back on the flag? Like, what are you? Like, right. that's horrible. And you still have baby boomers. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're a communist. And it's just like they, they can't even question their own existence. It's really funny because existence. Like it's communism crazy. has nothing to do with turning your back on the flag. Yeah, I would say it's like the exactly. opposite. Where yeah. it's, <laughs> no, like, that's a, I, I feel like that's a good baby boomer response. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Do I get to pick who I ask? Uh, no, 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 no. I lost. So you you gotta have to ask. ask. Oh, I got to ask Ricky. Yeah. Okay. So. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um. <sighs> I just, I had one loaded up, ready to go for Chris. That's all. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so was, I've known Ricky, how long have I known you for? Like at least 10 minutes, but probably longer. Okay. Maybe closer to 10 years. Mm-hmm. When did yeah, you join the close unit? to that actually. Maybe five or six. Uh, you know, I got out to the guard unit out there. Let's see in 2010. And okay. then we probably, well, when were you full time? Around maybe a year or so later. Yeah, that sounds about right. When did you start being full time, though? I don't remember time. Yeah, I don't. Re- <laughs> um, shit. Cody would know this answer. I don't know time. Uh, I I have know, no concept. At of some time. point, it's been like five or six years at least. Well, so we went on that camping and hiking trip that one time in 2015 because that was right before I got divorced. Where we saw that wolf. Yeah. At, uh, that no one at believes us about golden gate park yeah yeah and yeah that would have been about tw- yeah that would have been about 2015 so it was at least a couple years before that that we met anyway this isn't actually my question i was just kind of gauging and i was go- what i was going towards was i remember like the first couple times like we were really around each other it was in the in the gym at work and yeah. i was i i liked your uh like you were saying about your personality is like I, it was kind of like what you see is what you get. And those are the kind of people that I value the most in my life. I have no room for superficial, shallow people in my life. And and I have a small, small circle of friends. And, uh, that's completely fine with me because I am very selective about who I let into that circle. And it's like, when I make friends with somebody, it's like sweet, like, you know, this person's in the circle and I'm excited about it. So I was just saying, um, like, I was attracted to your personality uh, and you seem to be interested in talking about things like music and also just deeper philosophical stuff. But one, there was, I'm I'm sure he's also impressed with your squat depth and my physique. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, with, with Ricky's squat depth, you know what I mean? Nothing like a good, you know, I have some very deep squats and I remember parallel parallel. now that, now that we're thinking about it, uh, we took that trip on Friday, May 6th, 2016. Holy shit. I just looked it up on my Google Photos. 
because <laughs> I got a bunch of photos. About oh yeah, that. the ones that, there's the picture of my legs. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you remember, I wore tights on that trip. I do remember. How could I forget? Yeah. So where I was going with the whole gym thing and everything, like uh, we were it was tights and deep squats. Right. That's what I've heard so far. Yeah. We were joking <sighs> about something, and you said I don't even remember what it was. Like you said something like you're this, and I said your mom is this. And like, you just very like point blank. You were like, no, my mom's dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, no, she's not. (laughs) And and you're like, yeah, she is. She died in big sword, California. I think that's what you said. A thousand Oaks, thousand Oaks. And I was like, Oh fuck. You're serious. And I felt so bad that like, I I basically did a like, Oh, your mom went to college. Uh-huh. And uh, but that's that personality that I'm talking about. I love that. Like, right. Just like, like you, you, you de-arm people when you're just direct. With yeah. Them. He was just like, oh, oh that sounds dumb. My mom's yeah, dead. My mom's dead. That hurts. Yeah. Um, Thanks for bringing it up. You're but, a fucking asshole. So that was a good day to you. I wish you best of luck in your life. <laughs> that was 2015 or 16. And I still don't know what happened to your mom. What happened? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind talking about it. No. Um, the, so build up for the question. No, this is the good, question. That was a good buildup. Yeah. yeah you think it was? I was all over the place. I was lost well, there. There were some uh, interruptions. Yeah. It was my fault. I'll probably edit it. <laughs> no, keep the jokes in. I kind of like, uh, I don't know. I feel like if we're trying to let people get to, know, get to know us, there needs to be that kind of chaos. You know sure, I mean? yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, shall not be censored. My mom was... Uh, <laughs> all right <clears throat> it's kind of a shitty story and it's kind of I'm a sure long it story is. so i'm sorry it's okay uh what had happened was uh when my mom died which was uh 14 years ago just about um 14 years ago i think last month or a month before or something like that uh like i said i don't know time very well um my grandfather uh my mom's dad had just passed from alzheimer's okay so uh that was also in thousand oaks so we went out to thousand oaks you know we had the funeral um grandma carmen uh who i named my carmen after was uh was just out there and she's just you know just she just lost her husband you know so she wasn't in a good state of mind or anything like that and uh she was not really able to take care of herself right then. Uh, Grandma Carmen was, I want to say, in her uh, 80s when she died, or when 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 Grandpa died. Um, and so my mom uh, stayed out there. My mom, Marilyn, who Marilyn is named after, uh, stayed out there. And so your two daughters. Yeah, yeah, Carmen, yeah, yeah. Carmen and Marilyn. Uh, stay out to stay out there to help her out. Well, also out in California is the rest of my mom's family. My uncle Ricky, who I'm nicknamed after because I looked like my uncle Ricky when I was little. I was little Ricky until I got bigger than him. Now I'm just Ricky. Interesting. Um yeah. Uh and then the rest of or the rest of the fam that's out there. There's about ten or twelve people that are living out there, you know, but my mom stayed out to help out. So one day they were driving back from Costco, uh, where my grandma got her prescriptions from. And a few miles ahead of the of where they were going, this lady Felicia and I'm not going to say her last name. I don't know if I can for legal reasons because there was a huge court case. Um, got cut off by this little 
by this girl driving a little Mazda Miata, right? Uh, well, Felicia's in an excursion, a, one of those big-ass SUVs. Yeah. And she gets cut off, and immediate road rage ensues. And she fucking chases that little Miata for about a mile, doing 80 in residential city streets, you know, trying to run her ass over. Uh, well, they finally get to a red light, and the Miata zoops off into the right lane and gets out of there. And Felicia in the... Uh, in the es- in the escalate not escalate in the uh, excursion right is in the fast lane and can't stop in time so it's either she hits the back of the school bus and she doesn't know if there's kids in there or not uh, or she swerves into oncoming traffic so she swerved into oncoming traffic and just fucking uh, driver side corner nails my mom and my and uh, my uncle Ricky's Ford Explorer right. And she's not going slow. She's going like probably 50, 60 miles an hour. This and Felicia. my mom's going 35, 45, the opposite yeah. direction. So there's a lot of energy. Right. And they just wham and um, leaving out, you know, unnecessary details. Uh, that's how my mom died. Yikes. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I usually tell people that's how my mom was killed because it's not like. My mom got cancer and died, which would have been differently shitty. Right. And actually looking back, I think that you did say that. Like, no, my mom was killed. Yeah. Yeah. It's because somebody's, and this was a big factor in me trying to become this, uh, the person that I am today, you know, trying to be patient and tolerant and, and, and Mm -hmm. willing to, you know, listen and, 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 and slow to anger. Um, even though I was always a little bit like that uh, comes from is because Felicia just freaked the fuck out and made the right decision uh, after she freaked out in dodging the school bus. Cause I don't know if there was kids in that school bus or not, but I think that was the right call. You know, if I would have, if somebody would have said to me, Hey Ricky, you know, this is your choice. Uh, I probably would have, that's the way I would like to think I would have actually chosen. But, uh, You know, just in that, just in that, that, that moment of anger, just mm-hmm. loses control of herself. There was a huge court battle, and everybody was just full of just, just, you know, they were just pissed off at this because she was taken from us. You know, right. and, and, and your uh, parents were still married, right? Yeah, my dad yeah. and my mom were were married for thirty something years at that point. Uh, it was right before my little brother and my mom were supposed to go to Canada for my little brother's senior trip. Uh, it was two months before Carmen was born. Um, and it was like a week after my grandpa died. Wow. So, yeah, like I said, it's a pretty it's a pretty shitty story. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. I'm really sorry to hear that. And I've I've just never had an occasion where I could ask, like, hey, so what happened with your mom? And, and it's no. like you never know when those kind of occasions are the proper ones, you know? No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what this idea was for you right. know let's get to know each other well that yeah um but i i absolutely agree and you know and that's another quality of you that i've always admired is that you you are a very patient person you're laid back and maybe that's why you can be friends with me and maybe that's why i you know i i make friends with somebody like you is because i you know i don't know if i i yeah you know, i'm i'm not very patient so 
<laughs> I, so you it, can be. I said so. I think it's uh, it makes sense that that I would be I would gravitate towards you and and see that as an endearing quality in you. So, well, good. But, Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so those well, are my two questions. All right. Again, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that, man. No, no. It's it's you know, it's one of those things like it's shitty that it happened, right? Right. But then um, a few years later, uh, after my dad had his harem. <laughs> uh, dude, he dated women all over the U.S. He's always loved to travel, so he's like, "Why don't I have a girlfriend in California? One in Colorado, and you know, one in I think he had <laughs> one over in like 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 the Upper Northwest or some shit right, like that." Yeah, you know. Amazing. So uh, yeah, so after that, he finally meets this woman Anne. Uh, and their first date is so funny. Their first date, they were like, "Listen, I'm just gonna tell you right now." Or she said to my dad, she goes, I'm just going to tell you right now, I am not going to get married again. And my dad's like, fuck, yeah, I don't want to get married either. Let's just have fun. Right? So three months later, they're married. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> right? There's <laughs> a guy three that months I... later, they were planning to get married. My bad. Um, I still remember the day that he showed up at Aunt Froggy's house. Uh, I was down to stand with Aunt Froggy for the National Guard. And he's like, hey, Ricky, don't be mad, but I think I'm going to marry Ann. And I was just like, great, dude. I don't care. It's your, you know, it's it's your life. Yeah, did he? Um, yeah, yeah. They've they've been married for, oh shit, like probably probably a little over ten years now. Okay. And um, your grandma Ann is the best grandma. Like I, she is as good of a grandmother as my mom probably would have been. Yeah. you know that's awesome dude that's I, a, probably a high honor for her yeah. as well, dude. oh dude i just that. can't imagine a better grandma for that's either amazing. of my kids or for my little brother's little girl uh or for her family man she's just yeah like that's i said awesome. she's great that's great i love her to death so good that's uh, awesome i don't know if i would change it if like god were to come down and be like hey ricky uh, you can change this one thing if you want to i don't know that i would I probably wouldn't. Okay, dude, if God comes down and tells you something, can you please, for the love of whoever you pray to, tell him to phone me, dude? Like, I have questions. I'll, I'll probably just, like, FaceTime you. Dude, I appreciate FaceTime. that. <laughs> just, just a couple of questions. Just yeah, a couple yeah, yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number one, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> where do you get off? All right. That's awesome. Time for paper, rock, scissors to go. Okay. Is it? Are we all doing it again? Okay. Well, yeah, that's how we okay. got to determine who gets the next round of questions. All right. So, is it what, at the end of three, again? or is it like, yeah, is it like one, two, again? rock, or is it one, two, Dude, three, why rock? Why doesn't Chance just go next since he lost, and then I get to ask him the first question? Uh, okay, if that's what you guys want to do, I don't care. Sure. Great. Or we can do play that. rock paper scissors. Yeah, let's Jenny. just let's just play rock paper scissors, and I'll go anyway. I like it. Okay, <laughs> okay done. We're okay, going ready? on three. Ready? One, two, rock. three. Oh shit! I did one, two, three, and go. After I, I heard Chance say I rock, have paper. I, I have, have paper. paper as well. So Chance is the clear loser. Oh man! So Chance goes next anyway. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that in my life. All right. So we don't, I, we don't need to go again. We both did paper and beat Chance. So Chance is the loser. So we both beat him. Yeah. Am I asking, or are you guys asking me? You are we receiving. Ask, yeah, oh, you're okay. receiving All questions. Right. Uh huh. Loser. All right. I like being the receiver. Zeher. 
All right. Dude. So you want to go first, Chris? You want me to go first? Lay it on me. I, I would like to ask the first question. Lay it on ask me. Ask away, brother. Dude, so like, Chance, since I've known you since I was a kid, dude, since what? Like, fourth, you were in fourth I was grade in fourth. and I was in fifth grade? Yeah. 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 Monroe Elementary, right? Yep. Yeah. So like, ever since I've known you, dude, you've just always been like the cool kid, dude. You know what I mean? Like, no to me, you were way. always like, like, not anymore. The cool kid. Well, well to, to now, me, so. dude, from my. From my what my ten year old perspective, dude, eleven year old okay. perspective, dude, on from there, dude, up into middle school, dude. And middle school sucked for yeah, me too, right? But I definitely wasn't like, a cool kid in middle school. But like my question is, how has your hair always been so fucking phenomenal, <laughs> man? Uh, I've just <laughs> just trained it really well. Like it's it's all those years, dude, you know, of You've never had not beautiful hair. Well, I you will tell I mean? you that I grew up myself. That's see, and that's even maybe the most impressive part of but it. But is it organic? Yeah, it's, it's yeah all organic. Like, it's all you have a rigorous. Uh, I get so insecticide cleaning. I routine no, but it. I get really nervous about it falling out because that's kind of like the source of all my powers. Is falling my out, yeah, dude, absolutely. You and I mean, you absolutely look... will not have that problem. Like you have a ton of hair. You have a really yeah. nice hair though too. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you're like yeah. Yeah, um, but like I'm always looking in the mirrors and like using like a uh, you know looking. I'm gonna, on... I'm gonna be honest with you. If I were you, I'd I'd always be looking in a mirror as well. Well, you know, know what I mean. I'm so. looking in the mirror to see if I'm going bald. You're the handsome You're one. So handsome. You're the You're handsome. So handsome. One. You are. <laughs> Whatever, man. Um, Whatever. Yeah. I was chance I'd stand in front of the mirror naked all day. I, <laughs> I keep on getting in trouble for that, so Dude, I'm not allowed to. Start OnlyFans, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I try to take my shirt off at work and I keep getting being told like it started with like so a couple of years ago d- doing public affairs, like I would see these promotional videos, like recruitment videos, and it would show like guys from the you know, World War Two and Vietnam War, they were like working on some aircraft shirtless in the jungle. And that really inspired me. And so I was like, well, I, I want to work with my shirt off. So since it started getting hot out, I, I started doing that. And first, my boss, he was really surprised when he walked in the shop and he saw me working with my shirt off. <laughs> and uh, I he said, what if Chief Bloom walks in? She's like the big chief at you know who I'm talking about, Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, I think she would be okay with it. Like, we're we're good friends, and she's got a, like, you know, she's pretty chill. I think that she would be okay with it. And he's like, well, I don't think she would be. So I went over to her office, and I sat down, and I said, so. Did you put your shirt on first, or did you yeah, just go over the top list? Yeah, I put my shirt on. <laughs> um, oh, okay, okay. I'm not trying to flatter anybody, but, uh, <laughs> or myself. No, so I went over there, and I was like, so, um, I need you to help me settle this dispute. I was told that you would probably be upset if you saw someone coming in to, you know, in, in their work center and they were wearing their, didn't have their shirt on. And I said, I don't think that you would, I think that you'd be pretty cool with that. And she's like, no, you need to wear your shirt. And I said, Aww. like, is it, am I not handsome enough? Like, do I need, what if I had a better, better physique? And I, I gave an example of one of Gomes actually, cause he's, he's got a really good yeah, physique. Dude, Gomes has a fucking body. Yeah. And she's like, nope. She's like, I wouldn't care if, if it was, you know, that either. She, She's like, but you got to wear your shirt. And I guess somebody ratted me out and caught me like a couple weeks ago not wearing my shirt and went and told her. And so she she came and oh, talked to boy, me. Oh, boy, I wonder who that was. I don't I I know who it was, but I'm not going to tell you right now. But um, 
Yeah, that Do does. I, have... <laughs> I don't know. I can't really answer your your question, Chris. I guess I just oh, uh, well. I've j- just trained it just well. Naturally occurring phenomena yep. is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. I, I got it. I got it. You answered okay. perfectly. So from his kind of surface level joke question, that was that you know they're fun. That's good. It's good. I'm not trying to denigrate your question at all, Chris. No, that's fine. Uh, the dumb one asked the dumb questions. Let's move on to the intellectual one. Okay, good. All right. As long as you acknowledge how things are. <laughs> yeah, you said it, not me. <laughs> um, I have a simple question. What's your biggest fear? My biggest... Actually, actually, that's a pretty hard question. That's a good question, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I, see, man, I, I know you, right? Yeah. But, like, hmm. I don't, like... Just like you were saying, you know, I don't really, I don't like really know you, you know, like I know you're a pretty good friend, but like, uh, I don't really know everything about you. Like I haven't known sure. you for like, like uh, as in depth as maybe Chris does. Maybe Chris could answer this question for you. I think maybe I could, but mm. I want you to answer it. Okay. Well, I'll give my answer and then you can tell me what you guys were you know thought if you okay. want to yeah um i think at this point in my life right now it's probably being alone not finding anybody yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah i kind of thought that you were gonna think that but yeah, yeah. I, would, it, I think that that always changes like whatever you're you know where you are at a certain point in your life but at this point that's kind of what it is for me and especially when i kind of retrospectively feel like i you know, blew the a, a good opportunity with the last person I was with, and and it's just kind of like one of those things where you're like, you know, am I going to? We have find... to have an offline discussion about right. how you phrased that. What do you mean? Yeah. Because the way you phrased that is bullshit. So, oh, like the mistakes uh, I made? No, because because yeah, you had an a small. A, a few small fuck ups. Like you didn't do anything that I'm sorry, I'm going to go out. You can edit this. You can edit this out if you want to. Uh, You didn't, in my opinion, do anything that warrants the way that she treated you. I appreciate it. And I guess it's just trying to hold myself accountable and like dwelling on, Oh, you know, this is what I did wrong. And yeah, you did some shit wrong and you know what it is and you're going to be conscientious about it next time. Forgive yourself for it and move on. Thanks. She's the one who was fucking manipulative to you. She's the one who kept toying with your emotions. She's the one who kept uh, fucking just egging you on and just toying with you. And well, maybe, well, maybe. And when she should have clearly said yes or no to you, so you could have gotten over her. Well, I definitely wouldn't be here right now. I'd be either in Germany or Vermont, but. And we could still be doing the podcast. You'd just be up super fucking late. (laughs) All right. Are we doing another round of rock, paper, scissors? Yeah. Okay. One. Oh, wait. No, no, no. We never heard. Well, yeah. Wait. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. One, two, scissors. Oh, I got scissors, too. What'd you get, Chris? Chris got rock. rock. So he beat both of us. Oh, shit. What if, can like two pairs of scissors gang up on one rock, though? I mean, are we playing by rock, paper, scissors in the street rules? Yeah, no this, way, is, this is prison rules. You can cut a rock with your scissors, dude. It's not going to turn out well. Yeah, but it's you. two pairs of scissors, Chris. Yeah. It's two pairs of scissors. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, Chris beat us both. 
Yeah, yeah, so now, yeah, now yeah, it's just yeah. you and so me. What I say we do is break the rules and put it to a vote. Okay. Should Chris go next? Yeah. I think he should. I think he should too. Okay, Chris, yeah. you have a letter. Yeah, I just think that's just called process. It's called process of elimination. This is called that's democracy. No, it's called democracy. Yeah. Yeah, we are not liberal communists. Since you've both already been asked questions. Are you mad, Chris? <laughs> I would much rather be, um, you know, painted as a liberal communist than a right wing. Is that your actual question for him? I will tell you that. No, I didn't ask a question. I made oh, a statement. Okay. okay, that's true. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just rebuttaled a little. I, I, I would agree with that. I think that's why we get along. Yeah. I don't even like being painted at all yeah yeah i tried it once i tried it once. <laughs> all right all right all right so chance you want to ask a first you want me to sure um i guess i'm asking all the bummer questions here chris how did you lose your leg so i lost my leg um so i went to <laughs> iraq in november of 2005 and um <clears throat> So we went over there uh, on a marine expeditionary unit, which means that we loaded all of our shit on an aircraft carrier and we went, took a little float trip across uh, the good old Atlantic Ocean there. And uh, like on the way, since we were on a Mew, like the whole idea behind a marine expeditionary unit, there's like two of them, maybe more. I think it's two of them at all times. So that the Marine Corps could be anywhere in full force in the world and like, 72 hours i think it is so there's always like a ship full of a full like battalion of marines out in the ocean somewhere you know what i mean so like if something popped off then you could just like they could get there quickly with all of their equipment anyway so I we got to that rack in pretty cool. uh, november of 05 because uh, they were doing the uh the elections that year uh, around that time and so they wanted to beef up security so we ended up going dropping off at kuwait and then going on into iraq um, and I remember my first foot, my first foot patrol in Iraq was um, on Christmas Day, two thousand five, like a first trip outside of the wire. So, like shit and bricks, dude, the first time, <laughs> like, because uh, we were in a Ford operating base, like we weren't in like some like it wasn't a green zone, dude. It was like in the middle of it. So, uh, anyway, so we were there. It was January thirtieth, uh, two thousand six, and uh, we were going out on a. Uh, a night patrol and all we were doing is uh we we had pulled uh vehicle patrol at that time so you rotated through qrf vehicle patrol perimeter patrol and foot patrols and so we were vehicle patrol so all we were doing is taking a squad of marines out to drop them off at um, an overnight observation post and we did it at night because uh, we would drive with our headlights off and you know we'd move without any light so that the enemy couldn't see our movements and we would drop off like a squad and they would watch, they would go in under cover of darkness to like, uh, like a building near an intersection and like watch that intersection all night for IEDs, uh, to make sure nobody came through and like threw roadside bombs down, like for the intersections we were getting hit heavy at. So we were driving, I was on the rear vehicle and I was on a seven ton, uh, people that don't know like what a seven ton is. It's like a big troop carrying truck. Like it sits up in the air as high as a semi. <clears throat> and uh, we were going out and the, the, the driver had never driven with night vision goggles on before. Um, and those first gen night vision goggles, they cover both eyes. 
Uh, and so anybody that's like driven with night vision goggles on before, like can tell you like getting used to it, you have no depth perception, right? So it's like driving without being able to tell like how close you really are to the edge of the road and stuff like that. It's really, it's, it's super crazy and it's hard to get down. So this guy has never done it before and he's driving and we're driving down this like skinny little road that's like been blown up a bunch, you know, from an IEDs, like all of the roads over there sucked. And he's driving and I'm sitting on top. Uh, I'm the gunner on the ring mount. So I have a 50 cal and I'm sitting up top of the truck. Uh, and he just like gets off the road a little bit. And I remember like yelling down at him. I was like, dude, quit fucking around. And he's like, I'm not fucking around. And like, as he said it, dude, the truck tipped over. And so there's like a 40 foot drop um, on the driver's side of the road. And he just rolled it down that. And so I fell off the top of the truck and the truck like came down and like I landed on the ground at the bottom of that like little ravine and the truck like came and smashed my foot and like fucked it all up. Like it took the, like the bones in your feet are called metatarsals. So like the top or the third metatarsal, like my middle bone in my foot like snapped and went through the top of my foot and like fractured my heel bone. It was like all mangled and messed up. Like it rolled and like, it settled, it like rocked, like it was going to roll over one more time, which would have killed me. Uh, but I remember like when it rocked, I remember just like trying to yank my foot out from under it. And like, I crawled away from it. And I remember like, um, I got away from the truck, dude, I rolled over on my, my back and I just like felt my flak jacket to make sure my grenades were there, dude. Cause like, I don't know, like that. I had the wherewithal after all that. She'd be like, dude, make sure your grenade didn't fall out, like, and get hooked on something. I don't know, dude. Like, I was just freaked out. Like, what if I'm just laying here with a live grenade? That anyway, and then I was just like, it's, yeah, dude. So I like freaked out about that. And, you know, I, th I thought I was going to die, dude. I was just like, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying. And, like, the only thought in my head was, like, get away from this truck. Get away from this truck. Like, you're going to die if you don't get away from this truck. And so, yeah. <clears throat> got away from it. Made sure I didn't have the, or made sure I wasn't missing any grenades. <clears throat> and then I called over the headset and told them, you know, our vehicle was down. Uh, and they came and got me. And I remember, like, when they were picking me up, like, I was in so much pain that I was, like, like, I pulled my glasses off because I had the, you know, the birth control glasses on. And so I couldn't see anything. And, like, when they got in there and, like, cut my boot off, like, I couldn't see what it actually looked like with the bone sticking out and all that stuff. So that was good. But uh, so they flew me to Germany or not to Germany, they flew me to uh, Baghdad, uh, or not Baghdad, I'm sorry, they flew me to Al-Assad, and at Al-Assad, I Is that Iraq? my foot and stuffed everything back in. Where's Where's Al-Assad? Al-Assad's a big air base up north. Uh, it's in the Al-Ambar province, and we were operating probably uh, 30 miles west of Al-Assad. All right. Um, and so... Uh, so they put me, they took me straight in, like from the time I was in the rollover accident till the time I was like at the, at Al-Assad going into surgery, it was like 15 minutes, dude. It was yeah, like, that's pretty awesome. You know, so like, that's like the air superiority part of Iraq. You know what I mean? Like they could, you know, we, we had air superiority, so, you know, they could get a bird in there and get people out like super quick. So, um, so anyway, then I went from there to Baghdad, um, in Baghdad, uh, the stitches broke open and they had to um, put me back under and like, like stop the bleeding. Um, and then from there I went to Germany and it, in Germany, I started like realizing that I was like pretty messed up. 
like I knew I was going back stateside, but like that I was, you know, enough that they had to send me back stateside. Uh, and so then I, um, sorry, this is a long story, man. No, I knew it was a long Don't story. It's a good story. Um, so they flew me to Germany. I was there for like three days, I think, uh, in the hospital there. And then they put me on a bird, uh, not a bird, a plane back to, uh, I always call birds choppers and planes, planes, but yeah. they put me in a plane, uh, to Washington DC. And I remember it was like a 16 hour flight and I was laying on my back and like, I was thankful that I was one of the ones that got to lay down, man, but like, it was horrible. And then like mid flight, like the guy laying, like, I think it was above me, like something happened and they like got him down and like mid flight, they had to like, he needed an operation like immediately. And so they flew us up into Canada and dropped him off at a hospital there was closer i don't know so and then from there into dc and so when i got to dc i went to bethesda naval medical center because at the time bethesda is where walter reed is now okay but at the time there was bethesda naval medical center and then there was walter reed and bethesda is in maryland and walter reed is in dc and so i went to maryland because i was a marine so i went to the naval medical center um and they got me home, they put me in a cast and they sent me home on a month of convalescent leave. Uh, and so I went home for a month, my mom and my dad and my fiance at the time came out. Um, and then I went back home and while I was home on leave uh, at, uh, in Colorado, they told me to go to the VA once a week to have them look at my, my foot. So the first week I went to the Denver VA and it was just like overwhelming how busy and packed it was. Oh, yeah. uh, and Loveland is like halfway between Cheyenne and Denver anyway. So the second week I decided to go to the Cheyenne VA and I went to the Cheyenne VA. And I remember that doctor, like he didn't even like look at my foot. And we like, I had told him like, it's starting to turn a little black around the heel. Like I'm seeing, like, I didn't know if it was like really deep bruising. You know what I mean? Like that's how it just looked like a really bad yeah. bruise and it was starting to turn black. And um and like i told him about it and he's like no he's like i don't need to look at it he's like here's some gauze and all that you can just change the dressing yourself and then just go back to bethesda for your follow-up appointment in two weeks and i was like okay so um so i didn't go the next week and i remember while i was home like i got like i started feeling like i had a uh, the chills and then i'd be really hot and it was like going back and forth and my foot is turning blacker and blacker. And like my mom's taking pictures of this and she's like, we need to go to the emergency room. Yeah. Uh, and this, this was like a week before I had to go back for my follow-up appointment at Bethesda. And we, we went to the emergency room and like, I just remember um, <clears throat> sitting there for like 10 minutes while the nurse like kept trying to find a vein in me. <clears throat> she had stabbed me so many times, dude. And I finally, dude, I was like, after 10 minutes i was like i'm done i was like let's leave i was like i can't put up with this and so i just went home dude like my my fever seemed to be like go away like i felt better uh and so i went back for my week or my month follow-up so i go to back to bethesda uh at for my month checkup and honestly at that point like i was Like, I didn't think, I wasn't suspect of anything. I don't know. I guess maybe I was being naive, but, um, you know, I thought I was good. They were just going to send me back home for another month. So, uh, for another month of convalescent leave, because my, you know, my foot looked like shit and, you know, they had the cast on it and all that stuff. So, 
So we get to the checkup and uh, I go in and the doctor takes the, uh, the wrapping off of my foot um, and a huge like chunk of my heel just like sloughs oh, off. Um, oh, so, so what happened and I didn't realize it is, uh, and nobody really explained this to me either. Like you're in the military, nobody at the military hospitals is really saying shit to me besides, oh, you broke your heel bone and your third metatarsal. You know, and then it's a crush injury, so there's like a lot of trauma to that foot. So what what ended up happening is the 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 fracture in my heel, my calcaneus, that fracture um, is actually where the infection got into my bone, was into my heel bone. So, like a huge, you know, chunk of my heel just like sloughs off. Um, Did you keep it? And. The, yeah, no, they did not. They incinerated all of that. So, uh, so they said well, we have to get you into, you know, operation or into the uh, operating room immediately. We have to amputate that heel, um, and then we'll go from there. So it was just one of those things. Like I just thought I was doing a checkup. Like I thought I was going back home, and then it's like we're taking you upstairs to prep you for surgery. Uh, and so I got done with that <clears throat> surgery. The next day, the doctor came in, uh, kind of explained what what was going on. Uh, so they had to take my heel bone off and like all of the tissue around my heel. And uh, they were pumping me full of antibiotics and monitoring it. And, um, you know, if they stopped the infection, yeah. they gave me the, they're like, we can take a muscle flap from your back and put it on your heel. Um, and I would never have been able to like walk fully on that foot again because there's no heel bone or anything like that. Um, or they're like, we can amputate your, your leg. Um, and at that time being, I was, I was 21. Um, and at that time, I remember just thinking to myself, I want to have kids. I want to be active. Like I was growing up, I was active playing football and baseball and sports and doing things like that. So uh, I made, I was like, you know, I'm 21 I can figure out how to do this. And, you know, they had amputees come and talk to me and guys that had lost their legs and all this. And I, you know, I just made that decision. I was very at ease with it. Um, surprisingly at that age and where I was at. And I just don't think I fully grasped the full, uh, severity of it. But, uh, so they, they did it in stages. Uh, after that, once I decided to have my leg amputated, uh, they went ahead and cut off my foot. <clears throat> And then waited three days and pumped me full of tons of antibiotics to make sure that the bone infection hadn't gone up. Uh, and then what they did is they went up my leg to what they said would be the optimal height for uh, the optimal stump length for prosthesis. Uh, so thankfully, because there wasn't a lot of trauma done to my stump and things of that nature, like they were able to cut it at a certain length that was, you know, uh, better able to hold a uh, prosthetic, you know, that gave me more options and things of that nature. So uh, I haven't regretted that decision, uh, especially after going through rehab. I saw guys that had trauma uh, similar to kind of what happened to my heel bone um, and then then putting tissue in and trying to reconstruct bone things and seeing guys battle with that for like a year and a half. And that's what you would have dealt with. Do what? That's what you would have dealt with if you hadn't have gone through with the Yeah, so so had I chose that option, they would have had to put me in yeah, you know, one of those halos, you know, those nasty yeah. things where the 
rods go through yeah into the bone and it goes around your foot or your leg um and so i saw guys battle with that because the the problem then at that point is is the issue you know the stuff around the the fact not having a bone there and getting the tissue to regrow and um it's just not a great process so definitely going with the amputee just for the near and long term was was the best option yeah so yeah, when you're still active and you're in great shape, so absolutely, to, yeah. Okay, you know, work. I have been trying to be polite. I have a list of jokes that I've come up with throughout your story. <laughs> Ricky's just sitting it. there writing down jokes. Yes. Yep. Yep. This is all yeah. in order. Okay. Go for it. I find it ironic that you lost your leg and your foot on your first foot patrol. <laughs> Uh, foot patrol it wasn't hard. my first foot patrol but that would have been amazing oh yeah. that's the, okay that's what i took it from the way you told us so On that joke sucks patrol. sorry uh next one is i'm sorry that you can't that join the foot amazing. clan now what'd you say i'm sorry that you can't join the foot clan now <laughs> the foot clan uh-huh well uh and then he could join the foot clan you, just not the turn black he just couldn't join yeah. the feet clan yes. oh <laughs> and uh then i thought up uh do you have any Blackfoot in you? <laughs> oh, dude, that's that's good, man. I like that one. No, it's not. And it's then terrible. you told us about how your how your heel fell off, and I thought, oh, that probably didn't heal right. Dude, that one's that's the best <laughs> one ever. It didn't heal right. Oh my goodness. Uh, and then feels uh, like it needs to be a part of the story. You know? Oh, oh, I skipped one. Shoot, uh, when you when you're telling to talk about the guy with the with the, with the the night vision who couldn't drive really well because he didn't have any depth perception. Yeah. Reminded me of a joke. Uh, why did the blind man fall down the well? Why? Because he doesn't see that well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's those dumb jokes. That I, you know, and then optimal stump, optimal stump length. If I had a dollar for every time <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> 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 I should put that on a resume. <laughs> you should. Optimal. You I've been told that as you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be, that is, yeah. You need to, <laughs> yeah. Medical doctor told me it's Once. the optimal stump length. You need to, you need to tell, tell that to your fiance. Do I have the optimal stump length? Yeah. <laughs> a doctor said it was. <laughs> uh. No, no, no. No, baby. This is medically proven. This is, this is factual. Uh, okay, that's it. All right. All right, so next round, you want to just keep the same order? Okay. All right, yeah, and then this will play. probably be the last round, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, then you guys uh, decide amongst yourself who asks me the first question. Um, I, I, can, go. I can go first. Ricky, what are your... What is your 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 greatest hobbies or what do you like doing the most um that's an interesting question uh my my interests rotate right yeah like if you would ask me five years ago it would have been backpacking yeah, yeah. if you would have asked me a year ago it would have been motorcycle restoration and repair um if you would uh ask me now the thing that i do I probably put the most time in and uh, is this game Destiny 2. 
All right. Is this a tabletop uh, game? Huh? A tabletop game? No, it's uh it's a first person shooter with some MMORPG uh aspects in it. What did you mean by a tabletop game, man? Like Dungeons oh, did and I play Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons too, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry, Chance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like that question sounded funny to me. <laughs> so we know who the nerds are in the in yeah. this conversation. Yeah, for sure. No, I love Dungeons and Dragons, dude. That game is so fucking just rich with lore and rules and there's so much meat to dig your hands into and figure out um you know but same thing i'm finding with this destiny game dude it's been around for i guess forever and i got a uh google sent me a free stadia to play this on yeah i've heard of this game i've heard of destiny yeah 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 and uh so they sent me this this free stadia to play on and Destiny 2 is one of the pro games. And I thought, well, you know, okay, I can do that. And it's, uh, it's $10 a month for me to game. You to try and get ranked as a pro, dude? No. The e-gamer? No. Huh? A I've, pro e-gamer? No way, dude. Uh, I, I could not pull off uh, the hot tub stuff that that takes. Yeah. It's a quick man. joke for anybody who knows Twitch. Well, I, I don't know Twitch, but I do, oh. like, recognize that... Like, I see it in my kids, dude. Like the fact that my eight-year-old, like we play, <clears throat> we play Overwatch together. Yeah. Because what what's cool about Overwatch now is it's cross-platform. So I can, they both have Switches, and I have my PS4. They have a PS4 uh-huh. as well, but I can play with them on their Switches, right? Oh, it's amazing. So yeah. Um, but just the fact that, like, like I'm, it's not like I, I'm not a gamer. Like, how long have we been gaming, Chance? Right? Like, oh yeah. Like take. Take it all the way Sega back Genesis. to, you know, the original Nintendo for yeah, me. For sure. And, you know, but just watching my younger kids, like, pick it up quicker. And, like, you know, like, I've been playing first-person shooter games since before they were born. But they, like, catch on and, like, you know, right. roast me at some of these games. Oh, man, dude. It just kind of blows me away how quick I, they pick up on stuff. I play with this kid, uh, Soul Reaper is his name, on Stadia. And uh, he's 14. And the kid... Fucking so smokes me and everything, yeah, you know. Yeah. Granted, he's like half my. He's, you know, uh, about a decade under half my age, just about. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just fucking smokes me at every at everything that I try in this game. But, anyways, yeah. I have a lot of fun with it. It's really hard for me in a lot of places because I've never been really good at a first person shooter. Um, but Duke Nukem. Uh, yeah, no, I can never beat the first yeah. level on Duke Nukem. Like that game. Yeah, without doing a cheat code, and then I'd get lost on the second level, and I wouldn't be able to figure out how to get how to get past it. So yeah, I've never been really a good gamer, but I liked it, so I keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's kind of my hobby now. That's kind of how I am with a lot of things, where it's like I know that I'm not super good at it, but as long as it's fun, it's like whatever, you know. Yeah, like like my jokes, I'm not really exactly. good at them, but I just keep doing them, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Speak- well, for me, dude. For me with the video games, dude, like it's like it's like kind of makes me proud when like my kids are like we're on a team, dude, and they're like mowing people down and like we're winning objectives because my kids are playing better than me, dude. Yeah. Do you remember do you remember Chris when we would play uh Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter in your basement? And you would get so pissed if I would like get you up against the 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 corner of the wall. Dude, I would just keep punching you. Who was it, dude? Who was who was the fat guy? Fat guy. 
Oh, like oh yeah, yeah, in Street Fighter. On on Street Fighter. E Honda, the uh, sumo wrestler. Yes, yeah. dude. Because there's a move you could do with E Honda, dude, and you couldn't get away from it. Like if you hit <laughs> it just right, dude. Like like it was it his hand, dude, moving up and down. I think you could just like sit there and tap that and you couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. you would get yes, so upset. I, I do remember those. Chances. Yeah. We called it cheesing. Remember? It was like yes, stop oh, yeah, cheesing. Yeah, yeah, we still call that shit cheesing. Yeah, on, uh, <coughs> it is, dude. That's stadium. hilarious. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy who posts all kinds of stuff about it. Uh, and at the in, in in Destiny, your character is called a guardian, right? A guardian. And he ends up he he posts all these all these cheese things that you can do. Uh, and at the end, he's got a he's got a little video sound of this of Lord Shax from the game. Who runs the PvP side of the game in, in the game? You know, he just goes, Cheese forever, Guardians. You know, <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. We had a lot of fun in that basement. At least I did. Dude, oh, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time I was told that. <laughs> Do you remember what we played even more than video games, though? We play soccer a lot. Well, I was going to say, like, we played Monopoly, ugh, Monopoly all the time. Yes, yeah. Monopoly. That's always been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, dude, you used to, you, and I remember you always had to watch uh, Jay Leno, dude. You <laughs> Jay yeah. Leno. Yeah. I remember. Even at that age, dude. Yeah. Like, like we, were, we were like nine, ten years old, dude. <laughs> I, I had to, like, watch to watch Jay Leno. Jay Leno, dude. It yeah, was it's fun. pretty weird. That was a pretty weird kid. Nothing's really. That's pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who's Next trim? question. So, so it's my turn with the question. Okay. Um, so what? Uh, like, what do you? What is your vision for like, like this this podcast, man? And as far as being punk and pushing the agenda and stuff like that. For, so this is my question. No, this is for me. Right. Well, no, for Ricky. For Ricky. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Obviously, um, it's your podcast, Chance. But no, it's our podcast. <laughs> I mean. That's a good question, too, because in the beginning of this, I've told Chance this, too, but in the beginning of this, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it because Chance wants me to, to do this. And, 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 you know, Chance and I are friends and I want to help him out. And if he thinks it'll be good, then yeah, I'll try it. What the hell? Right. And that went from. Yeah, this is this is something I, do, I can do, you know, to. Uh, this is actually kind of a lot of fun like I, i'm enjoying hanging out with these guys and just bullshitting you know and having a good time um and uh and now it's like hey you know what if this is something that we do that you know we can make it big with or whatever uh you know get make our living off of doing this kind of thing i, I think that'd be pretty fucking awesome you know yeah. um Fuck yeah. I don't really yeah. have like Fuck yeah. And maybe this is something we should talk about amongst ourselves. I don't have or know what the spe the specified I shouldn't say it that way. I don't have a specified goal for this podcast, right? Like my goal for this podcast is for me and you guys to have a good time making it. And if that's all the more that happens is we get our two or 300 listens, you know, uh, a, a week and we just have a good time hanging out and doing this thing and bullshit with each other about different topics, then fucking great. I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, that's, 
No, and that's appreciated. Ugh. Appreciated. Appreciated. Fuck me, dude. I can't even talk. Later. Appreciated. <laughs> appreciated. No, definitely, because I've I've podcasted with a lot of people in the last six years or so, and 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 it's always been the case that it feels like this is that this is like my thing, and I'm just I have friends that are helping me out, and they're they're it. They they probably wouldn't say this, but it felt like they were doing me a favor by like, oh yeah, I guess I'll go on and talk to you about this topic because you need somebody to talk to. So it, it's really awesome and it makes it a lot funner and a lot more to, to look forward to knowing that you guys are into it and and especially like throwing ideas at me and stuff because I never with anybody that I worked with before I never really had that. It was just kind of again those guys would just kind of show up, which I appreciated. That was cool of them to and nice to do that, but. Um, definitely not like enthusiastic, like I'm enthusiastic about it. So yeah. And besides that, it is just fun. Um, what I've always said is the most frustrating thing for me is that I just don't like doing social media, um, as far as like figuring out a strategy and, and what are like the latest strategies to, to use and to implement, to try to get a following because it's like, you could have the best podcast in the world, but if you don't have a good social media game, it's nothing's going to happen to it. Um, so I recently hired a social media specialist a couple months ago and I had to put her on hold for a little bit and I've gone back to just doing it myself. But that's, that's the thing is like, um, yeah, that we need to create quality content, which I think we do and it's getting more and more and more polished, but being able to, uh, pass off those responsibilities to somebody who is good at social media and likes doing that and knows the good, you know, some, some good ways to, to find some good niches and audiences and that sort of thing. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. the thing, the thing I love about it the most, first of all, being that I get to talk with, you know, like-minded individuals, but I feel like when I say that we're like-minded, we're not just ganging up on, you know, an ideology and going after it, because I feel like we've all kind of self-evaluate ourselves within the context of, you know, the society and organizational structure in which we exist in. So, uh, but I, I just love the idea of kind of the idea of punk journalism and pushing and discussing subjects that are, you know, maybe that people don't really want to talk about yeah. or maybe that uh they're controversial kind of controversial and, and kind of pushing things um it, it's kind of like pushing back against you know the stupid crap that's going on right now about you know states trying to pass laws not to teach children about racial inequality right, yeah. I, yeah like a, like that's mind boggling to me yeah yeah but, absolutely um, but but I just like this whole idea of of pushing that and and finding that like talking to Froggy and and talking to JT and Aaron like those were awesome I loved those uh -huh. interviews and I loved the interview with the uh, the the Satanic Temple right. like that was you know like I love kind of doing those those things the redlining one I like doing uh, ones like that as well well it's shedding light on like you said like topics and issues that don't get enough exposure or people are just too uncomfortable to talk about you know absolutely absolutely and, and i feel like there's a lot of those topics in our society yeah well and i think and that's one of the things that 
always drew me to being a journalist is ta- is telling the stories of of unique and interesting and extraordinary people and it, extraordinary circumstances or unique circumstances like like how we've done with Aaron and JT and the the Satanic Temple and and Froggy and so on is like getting those people's stories out there is and just kind of giving visibility and uh, a, a place a, a space for people to to safely do that I think is is really valuable and not enough that of something that I see personally so yeah yeah the, or people that whose values go against you know almost half of the country's norms and yeah. regularities and you know what they what they believe to be a very narrow-minded point of view so I, I feel like it's challenging and pushing back against that as well yeah absolutely cool good answer good answer so now we get to ask chance questions oh you ready for this chance yeah okay i guess i will go first i have a list of questions written down Um, I have three questions for each of you written down. Just in, I did two that I wanted to do, and then one just in case we went longer. Uh, but I think I'm going to do. Um, tell us the story. I've never been. I've never been known to go longer. <laughs> one pump. I don't jump. know if you can hear that. I did a bit of. Um, I did. I heard that. I appreciate oh, okay. that. For the people at home who don't know, please tell us about. Banjo, or as I like to call him, Benjamin. Benjamin, that's his full name. That's Benjamin. Banjo is the light of my life. He's all I got in this world, and he uh, he's very important to me. He's my little dog. Uh, I rescued him probably let's see, four years ago. Yeah, and he they think that he had just turned one. The rescue place did, and uh, so he'd be about five now, but. Um, when I came across him, it was at a rescue event and I had no intention of getting a dog. And then I saw him and he just looked pathetic and, and so adorable. <laughs> and so it was like, oh man, like I can tell that we're going to connect. And I had just split with my ex-wife just a few months prior to that. So it was just really good timing to, to get him and to have a companion. And, and, uh, so the situation was I was. I had gone to uh, Gulfport, Mississippi to work for a couple months. And the girl that I was seeing at the time, she had family in East Texas. Well, she was going to be out there on orders also. And so when she was on her way out, she asked if I would meet her in East Texas to meet her family. So I drove from Mississippi to Texas. And that's when we went to this rescue event. And I saw a banjo and uh, filled out an application. And I said, I'm not actually going to be coming back through for probably another six weeks or so, can you hang on to him? And, and, and then I can grab him on my way back home. And she was happy to do that. And she said, uh, that he was found in the forest or in the woods with a handful of other puppies. And they believed that these dogs belonged to a puppy mill and the puppy mill for whatever reason, didn't have any use for him. So disposed of them by just dumping them in the woods to fend for themselves. And these wood, these woods in particular, I guess had, um, feral pigs and coyotes that they were fending off so 
when they found Banjo, he was just torn to shit and ha- only half alive. And they actually named him Challenge because they said it was going to be a challenge to 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 keep him alive. You know, I have pictures of him, and he's just he's a wreck. Uh, so, so you named him Banjo after I named, the rednecks yeah. in the wood. Say what? You named him Banjo after the rednecks in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna remember that little shit. No. So uh, no, actually, Banjo. I don't know. Uh, my uh, my grandfather, my dad's dad, he was really into woodworking, and he uh, gave me this little dog that he carved, mm-hmm. and on the foot it, he wrote Banjo, and I always thought that would be a cool name for a dog, and it was just kind of pay homage to him too. So. That's nice. Yeah, so he's my buddy, and he takes good care of me. Yeah. So I think he's get he's like man, like you gotta you gotta find a girlfriend, man. What? Your dog says that to you? Yeah, he's like, you need to find a girlfriend, man, because he's. I think he's just getting tired of me hugging and kissing him all the time and cuddling him. He's like, I need. You're a not friend. gonna stop that. You're just gonna keep doing that. Even if I get a girlfriend. <clears throat> Even if you get a girlfriend. Yeah, you're right. So. Sorry, buddy. You're in it for the long haul. I kiss him on the mouth, though, all the time. Yeah. yeah. And the butthole. No, the just first one's fine. The second oh, one's weird. Can you please? That better. <laughs> I mean, we've, again, we're pretty much kind of yes. weird. We're going ass to mouth because you know that he always, you know, he's a dog. He lick his butt. So, yeah. Pretty well, much yeah. the same thing. Yeah. I feel There's like the logic you just is. can't so. get away from. Right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's Banjo. It's amazing. Thank you. you get a cat. Will you name it Kazooie? Uh, um, no. After no. the Nintendo I, 64 you, you game. You already talked about journalism. Oh. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask my question. Yeah, go for it. I was going to ask my question. Just, I just kind of wanted to talk to you about the, the whole journalism aspect. Um, like what, what kind of drove you? And an interesting side note to that is that... Um, when I went and did a semester of college in at the JUCO in Garden City, Kansas, I actually uh, had a journalism major when I started that. Semester. You said you had a what? I actually, was on the. I had a, I I was a journalism major oh, okay. when I started that degree. Gotcha. Okay. I I didn't complete any of it, but right. But I was on the uh, school newspaper and I actually wrote a few. Oh, cool. Articles. So I have those awesome. somewhere. So I actually have the newspapers that I wrote articles in. So. Well, and we're you and I are recovering. But anyway, just kind of what what drove you towards it? What drove me towards being a journalist? Yes. So around that, so we've talked about before that I really didn't have any aim as far as what I was going to do with my life once I graduated high school, except I just knew I wanted to be a musician. And uh, so when I went to college. I just started at the community college and the intent was just to like knock out the core curriculum and hopefully along the way I would figure out what I'd like to do. And, uh, so I, I realized I was good at writing and, and I enjoyed it, but also that during my, my job, I was always listening to the radio and I was listening to talk radio all day and I was listening to like Glenn Beck and all those fucking blowhards. And I always said that I wanted to be, like that i wanted to have a talk radio show and at that time i thought i was conservative so that's what it would have been geared towards so as a recovering conservative i guess i owe a little bit of gratitude towards 
towards that shit because that's how I I got interested in it. Is I wanted to I wanted to be a journalist talking about conservative issues. Um, but yeah, when it became time to uh, declare a major, literally the only thing I I thought I could possibly want to do is 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 uh, be a journalist, and that was right around the same time when newspapers were disappearing all over the country and and going out of business. And so I was like, man, you know, like I'm probably not picking a very lucrative career to be a journalist. And I was right, but it's still at the same time, I still don't know what I would go back for um, besides that. And so I declared my major anyway. And what was kind of cool is the program at Colorado State, before you would have a, uh, a an area that you emphasized. So you would go and be a, you know, work on being a photojournalist or a videographer or a writer. Yeah, it was just a special, you know, you'd go into a speciality. But since uh, the career was changing, it they were basically requiring that people be multifaceted in photography, video editing, audio, writing, just every broadcast, everything. So that was kind of cool. Um, having that opportunity to start the the program at that time just to get very well rounded in the uh, in the in the career and so uh, once i graduated uh it was it there were very few journalism jobs to come by and they were all starting out at like 14 or 15 dollars an hour do i are you guys still there yes okay I think Ricky, I am also. Okay. I'm just receiving a lot of text messages. Oh, that's copying, right. So I put it on mute. So um, when uh, w- after I I got my undergraduate degree, I started job hunting, and like I said, it was it was like almost a slap in the face because it was these entry level jobs that started out at like thirteen or fourteen dollars an hour, but they would require you to have like one or two years of experience, and so that was just like, well, that, you know, this doesn't make any sense. So. I didn't really have anything else going on, so I applied for the graduate program, did that, uh, became a teacher's assistant and taught writing a technical writing class for four semesters while I was working on my master's degree and uh, enjoyed research. And and uh, eventually I decided I would just go to work for the military full time just because they take care of me and I get paid well. And... Uh, Overall, I'm treated well and with respect, and it's it's laid back, it's comfortable, and it affords me the ability to have the time and energy and resources to pursue journalism on my own time, in my on my own means, the way that I want to do it, which is why I'm doing this with you guys. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. <clears throat> I'm glad that uh, that is the way it is. Yeah, I think it worked out pretty well. So I still do, you know, journalism in the military as a public affairs specialist. I, I Yeah, I and I was going to say, yeah, you still apply that. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, uh, media outreach and, and public relations and writing internally about the Air National Guard and the activities we have going on and community outreach and that sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the was that was that our last question? That was the last yes. question for you. Okay. Yeah. Still got we still got to do Chris. Okay. One Two more for Chris, and then I think we're done. <laughs> All right, one from each of us. All right, you go first, Ricky. <laughs> I said do Chris. 
<laughs> you did, man. <laughs> uh, okay, Chris, here we go. <clears throat> if you could get paid well to do whatever you want, what would it be? That's a good question. <laughs> Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I believe, oh, yeah. I believe I'd have the money for something like that. Um, <laughs> no, for me, uh, I kind of already do. Um, that's kind of is how I exist right now. I don't have a full time job. Um, I yeah, do, that's why I was asking it. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, kind of my existence. So I try and spend as much time as I can with my kids. Still kind of dealing with uh, the fallout of their uh, mom being kind of bitter on that. But I have been um, getting to see them twice a week now. So getting them two whole days a week. So right on. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, so anytime. So I get to spend the day with them today. So we went to uh, Dave and Buster's and like I got them cards and just let them run around and be crazy. And it was fun. It was a good day. So, so that's, that's first and foremost is always making sure that I can connect and spend as much time with my kids as I can. And then I, like I was saying earlier, like we, we play video games together. So that's, that's fun too, that we can reach out and do that. So, um, but first and foremost that, and then, you know, since kind of like 35 and my life blew up, you know, everything that my reality was literally came to an end. Um, and, and I'm still recovering from that and I'm still building a new identity and through the divorce uh, and kind of rediscovering yourself through the yeah. divorce and rediscovering myself after Christianity, I think is a huge part of it. And there's, you know, I examine myself and I am trying to figure out, you know, what my, what I want my purpose to be in life and kind of what direction I want to go in. And, um, you know, I, I examine all of that and I, uh, I look at myself and kind of those things that we, that we talk about that we re representative as represented as conservative Christians. I feel like I did a lot of harm to people because I remember a lot of people coming in and asking me questions and, you know, I look back and, and you know, guys that are dealing with drug addiction and, uh, having issues like that. And I'm just like sitting over here, like being like super upbeat and positive. Like I'll, I'll sit with you in this pain, but I'm telling you to have a closer relationship with God and pray about yeah. it. And instead of saying, Hey, you need to reach out to this substance abuse place because that's probably the correct thing. And, and just like, so I sit and I think about that. And so like my counter to kind of like that whole mindset is, is kind of going the opposite way and making sure that my kids know about uh, kind of the racial inequality in this country, like first and foremost. And then I, you know, the, the LGBTQ, is it IA now? LGBTQIA. Yeah, right. That's what Rocky uh, was saying. Community. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's and, a whole host of letters. There is, there's lots of them, but I, I want my children to understand that, that, the way they're being brought up mom is like that's not godly and not right and so kind of what my ex does is she just ignores it right like those people like oh that's some people are just that way we don't ask questions and we don't talk and we just kind of move on about our business dude and i want to teach them like you don't judge anybody and you love everybody and you have empathy towards everybody and a lot of that is just kind of driven from the bitterness of the way that i was treated 
when I separated and divorced my wife being that I, uh, you know, decided to leave her for another woman and the way I was treated from everybody in that community, in a community that I had spent five plus years building relationships and helping people. And, you know, I was a personal trainer and I had a gym and, and on and on and on and just nobody, zero people when that happened. Uh, reached out. I mean, there was a handful. I apologize. They were all atheists too, which was funny. Um, but reached out to me in that when I was in that low place, and just I'm still dealing with the bitterness of, you know, you built this life and with my children and pouring so much of who I am as a person into all of that. You know, right. coaching kids and building those connections in the community, and then just to have, literally have like everybody in that community. You're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people just turn their back on you man it was just a shitty experience and so i'm recovering from that and so i that's the way i live my life right now is is finding new ways and i and i need to address that bitterness and overcome that and and ricky i do want to be more like you and that's you know i just want to be able to heal from this and and be able to look at things you know be more patient and understanding and yeah well we can all grow in that department it took me a long time, dude. I've got a lot of church hurt too. Um, stuff we can go over later. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it, it's a long process. I mean, you spend so much time beating it into you. You uh, know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not just going to come out overnight. So, yeah, it's a good question. Cool. Um, All right. So, what's yours, Chance? My question for Chris. Yes. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, 17th. 17th? What? Thought it was did, I get the, uh, did I get the answer right? Whatever your question is, the answer is 17. So, what kind? What is the age of women you chase after? <laughs> the age of women that I chase after? Right. 17? Well, I, I, I'm, I, uh, I have a fiance. Well, you said anything my question is, is, is the answer is going to be 17. How many puppies have you? See, you, you, like you, I backed myself into that corner there. Congratulations, man. yeah. Uh, let's Thank see. you. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, just great. Now, like that's a shitty question. <laughs> All right, let me think. Let me think. Shit. In millimeters, how long is your penis? Um, let's see. Our penis so small. Your American penis so big, so big. <laughs> uh, what are your favorite kind of movies? Like genre. Dude, my, like interestingly, interesting. Like it, it's comedy. Like I can sit. Like people talk about binge watching stuff. Like it takes me a long time to get into something serious, and it has to like grab me. Like Game of Thrones, dude. Like I got sucked into that, but like. For, for me, dude, it's mostly, dude, I love Family Guy. I love um, American Dad, um, like watching stuff like that. As far as movies go, man, I love all Will Ferrell movies. Like yeah. that, just that comedy, his type of comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that just stupid, ridiculous comedy is, is what I love. So, all right. I'm just going to answer with Will Ferrell. I asked you a couple weeks ago if you remember. I think the first time you actually even came over to my house at, when we were kids, my parents took us to a movie. Do you remember what movie that was? Yes. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. It was Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Yep. And that was the first well, time. I remember, 
at that age not having ever laughed so hard. Dude, I remember we were just fucking just yeah, rolling. And that was like fourth and fifth graders. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we that were like was, nine, ten years old, man. That it was, was just hilarious. Yeah. That like, was because of that, because of that memory, dude, like that, that movie still holds that nostalgia. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, you go back and watch it now, it's like this, this is comedy is just ridiculous. Dude. Right. Like at the time, dude, like it was, yeah, I was rolling, man. Yeah. yeah, we had some good times. Yeah. Right. Yes. All right. Well, that's all the time I have for this week. All right. Wrap it up. 